Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Good Morning Amigo. Morning, sunshine. It's Monday morning, October 19, 2000, and go fly a kite, you filthy farm animal, you. I got a few other ones I wrote over the weekend. That one's a variation of one I used once. Yeah, it was a little familiar. I did the fly a kite, but I didn't use the filthy farm animal before. Correct. What movie is that from? You Filthy Animal? Yeah. Uh, Home Alone? Oh, that's where it's from. Merry S- Christmas, You Filthy Animal. That's the one. Yeah. Ferris Bueller was on yesterday. Oh, that's one of my favorites. Let me get through this business first, then we'll talk about Bueller. All day. You're listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Coming at you till 11 o'clock in the morning, doing what we do best, which is talking a whole lot of nonsense. We'll do that sports, entertainment, and otherwise. We'll do it with a bunch of teenagers every once in a while. And we'll have a good time while we do it. That's what happens here every day on Sirius XM 145 on Slam Radio. <sighs> Where does one begin? First com- first things first. Let me, let me settle the order of Ferris Bueller out of the way. Get it out of the way. I, every time that movie's on, I watch it for three reasons. One, it's one of my very favorite movies. Two, oh gosh, two, nothing makes me laugh more than the dude in the group who's rich, who has the car, when he gets mad, the scene when he gets mad and then the car just flies out the window, right? That's one of my favorite, like, that scene every single time will make me laugh. It's a painful scene. It's painful, but I laugh at that scene. Like, to me, it's one of the synonymous scenes, uh, cinematic scenes of my lifetime. I, I enjoy that scene. And three, I went to school with Bueller's girlfriend. Well, yeah, you've mentioned that. <laughs> Mia Sara. Um, Sloan. Sloan is her name in the movie. So I always get a kick out of seeing her. Have you seen Mia Sara 51, almost 52? I haven't seen her. Yeah. Looks a little different. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Mia was kind of the heartthrob for a little bit. Remember when the movie came out, I was like, hey, I know her. It was weird. <laughs> I went, I'm there because I didn't know prior. You know what I'm saying? I figured it out when I saw that. I went, you know when you haven't seen someone since middle school? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's exactly what I went. I had that face like, bro, I know her. Wait a minute. (laughs) Hold on. And then she has some long Italian last name that I don't know her as Mia Sarah. Uh Or I knew her as Mia Sarah. Oh, gosh. It was some long Italian. I'm sure I can find it. And so I'm looking at this. I'm going, dude, that has to be Mia from St. Anne's. It has to be Mia from St. Anne's. And and I looked it up and it's her. Yeah, she has some long Italian last name. Good morning, young Yandy. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm, Good morning. I'm doing well. I, I see you did a lot of yoga this weekend. and I sure did. Dude, Yandy, Yandy doesn't stop, Frank. She, she did an event on Friday. She's stretching on the beach on Sunday. I forgot what she did Saturday. She's always in the middle of something. By the way, it's Mia Sara Pocello. Sara Pocello. That's where she got the Mia Sara from. Right. By the way, I watched the first Beatles for three things. One... 
it's like everybody's dream when they were like in school. Like that's like the dream. No, getaway, the way he right? did it, he did it like a G though. That's the thing. No, absolutely. So like every time you find yourself skipping, you always think of Ferris Bueller. Like for whatever reason, it always correlates to that. Two, the soothing sounds of Harry Carey. Yeah. Even, even though it's for like a whole 20 seconds. It's there though. But then you, you have to the see scene. Wrigley Field, right? You have the scene at Wrigley Field, which obviously huge Cubs fans. We are huge Cubs fans on the show. Yes. So it's 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 great. Like you feel it. And it's like 1980s, 1990s Wrigley Field. So let's it's the Hey, bada, 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 bada. So you have whenever you go to Wrigley Field, you gotta go by the seats. It's pretty cool. They even have a little sticker on them and everything. What is it with Wrigley like 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 Capturing history in that building, they, they, those seats. Let me guess, do they have the seats from from Bartman? Yes, there's um, a sticker on that seat also. I took a picture next to that seat also the last time I went. The Bartman seat. That yeah. poor guy will never live that down. No matter how. You guys can win 10 times, a guy will never live it down. Anyways, and number three, it's pretty much a huge virtual tour or a movie tour of the city of Chicago, which is one of the most beautiful cities in the world. Oh, yeah, they do a really good job. Everywhere. Which, everywhere. They, fact, the only thing that's not in the movie is the bean because the bean came in later on. I think the bean came around like in 2002, 2003 or something like that. Well, to be very honest with you, it did make Chicago look beautiful. I like Ferris Bueller Day Off because of the Ferrari 250 GT. You know, kind of a sucker for 1960s classics. I like when they fly out windows and crash. No. Oh, that was great. That's that the greatest scene painful ever. painful to watch. No, that's what just Frank, Frank used the same word. I don't know if you were tuned in or not. That was a great scene. Yes. Bueller. Yes. yes. Oh, we have that Bueller sound. Bueller. Bueller. I felt his pain. Where Where do I begin, Frank? Do you How see? Do you see what my strategy was? I want to see if you understood my strategy. Well, because then we can talk about Bueller, and now we can talk about the Dodgers. The Dodgers are in the World Series. Yeah, like I told Jacob Rudner, and I'm going to tell him at, during the 10 o'clock hour, I told you so. Oh, you're so full of it, bro. You guys were so doubtful on the Dodgers. Hold on a second. When they were down 3-1, you can pull the sound if you want, okay? I told that man. He was saying, no chance, no chance. I go, oh, wait a minute. If they can escape five, they got Bueller six, anything happens game seven. Come on. I told him, I'm not giving up yet. I haven't lost out yet. The Dodger fan lost out. I didn't. Maybe I'm a closet Dodger fan. The Dodgers. Well, what happened to your Strohs? That was a perfect plan. It worked uh, like no, a charm. Name. It worked like a charm. Your Hold name. on a second. Hold on. Every time I've rooted for Bro. a team, okay, they've lost. Every time I've rooted for a team during this pandemic, they've lost. At some point, they find L. Now, I will be candid with you. But you were rooting for the Dodgers. Yeah, I was, and they won. Okay, so hold on a minute. You can't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Your I just yeah, did. your theory is completely quashed. You just quashed your own theory. No, the only reason I said I was rooting for the Astros at the end of the show that you weren't at on Friday, young Andy, okay, was because I wanted to jinx them. Who in their right mind thinks that I would like to see the Astros win a baseball game? You do not think that I absolutely cherish the moment? Come on, guys. It was all a plan. Think about it. Plans, ma'am. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, yeah. I as long like as you've known me, as thing. long as you've known me, there's only been a few constants. Isn't disliking that team one of them, even before garbage cans? Yes, you know but they for are rooting for them all of no, a sudden. No, 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 no. On Friday, since I don't give a rat's behind about either team, what I decided to do was put my mystical oomph behind a team. That I wanted to see lose because I figured I could properly jinx them. Now, in all honesty, I think the Dodgers broke the curse last night. 
Like, I think at this point my curse is over. But I will go over something with you that I think I've been unfairly characterized here. Last football season, I told you there was a football team that was going to win the Super Bowl at the beginning of the season. Correct. Do you remember what football team I told you was going to win the Super Bowl? Tampa Bay. No, last year. Not this year. Oh, last year. Last year. Oh, I don't remember that. I do. Who? Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, you could have. I don't remember, but you better take your word for it. Do you remember who I told you I thought was going to win the World Series? From the very beginning, no matter who I was rooting for, who did I tell you was going to win the World Series? The Dodgers. Okay. And when basketball came back, who did I tell you, despite whoever I was going to root for? Lakers. I, yeah, I told you the Lakers were win. So as bad as I've been at doing all this stuff, at least in the beginning of this stuff, I say, this team's going to win, and they win. Yeah. And that's since I was a kid, I've always been good at it. Dodgers are going to win this thing. It's their turn. It's their turn. I believe so much in that. Because I think you're talking as a Yankee fan, though. No, 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 no. I'm now forget all as the a New Yorker. Like, listen, all kidding aside, your connection I to the Dodgers with Brooklyn listen, and the fact that you was, hate the Rays. It was impossible for me to care any less than I did about a game seven between the Rays and the Astros. It was such a win-win for me because I figured, well, if the Astros win, I don't have to hear this crap about the Yankees anymore because I'm tired of hearing it, right? And if the Astros lose, well. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, do you have the, do you believe the audacity of these announcers during that game, guys? To say that at the point that if the Astros won, that Altuve would be the MVP. Did we not forget that Altuve threw away a game? I don't care if he hit 340 in this series. Do we not remember there was a second game that he caused the loss to happen to? One direct, one indirect. He cost him the freaking series. How are you going to make that guy the MVP? What's wrong with you people? But nothing was better than to see his dejected face at the end of it all. It was, oh, God, it was so good. Oh, it was so good. So good. It, it hit a spot. It hit a warm spot. It made me feel great. So, yeah, all that's decided. Rays, Dodgers, tomorrow night, game one of the World Series. Good morning, Patty. You too. The admin GM has walked in to give her blessing of the day. Now we're good to go. Now I feel invigorated. I'm ready. I, all I can say is this, guys. And please, correct me if I'm wrong. It's just sports, right? It's just sports. Somebody's got to win. Somebody's got to lose. Like, don't we wish life was just a competition where you had a 50-50 chance every time you went into something? We defy odds all the time in life. And with much worse odds than 50-50, to be very candid with you. But come on. Sports. At the end of it all, it's supposed to be fun, guys. Did you have fun watching football yesterday? I had a blast watching football. I bears. had a blast watching my Bears, Your baby. Bears played good football yesterday. Woo! I watched that I Bears game. Nick Foles. Told you, Nick Foles. But here's what the Bears are doing. The Bears are finally learning that their defense is as good as they wanted they're to be. They're playing like a so team. So now they're playing with their defense, and they're allowing their offense to make minimal mistakes so their defense can end up prevailing through the end. Boom. And Foles is the perfect guy for the dink-dunk handoff. There's nothing wrong with that offense. If you've got a good defense, you're accentuating that. Bro, they got great receivers. Oh, this, uh, this if you need to bail out on the third down, out of, the you, of course. And they got great running backs. Well, they're running backs. And they're tight end, too. Well, Foles is going to lead them. Mark. All right. 
And here, here's my thought process on all of this. We're watching the development of some teams before our eyes. You're five games in. Uh, there was a lot of stuff that went down in the National Football League yesterday. Um, but we learned a lot. One of the things we learned is that going into a bye week, the, um, the Miami Dolphins, not a half-bad team. No, Fitzpatrick is playing really good, though, too. Fitz, Amazing. Fitzpatrick is playing not just out of his mind. He's a true leader. And it's gone from poor guy, he plays on this team, and he plays his heart out, to the guys going three touches, 300, kind of every week almost. And it was really cool yesterday when Tua finally made his appearance. Everybody was cheering, but there was nobody cheering louder than Ryan and, Fitzpatrick. And Ryan Fitzpatrick. Right. That's, that was awesome. What a that was G amazing. that guy is, man. That guy was real uh, hands up, going, like, screaming. He was getting everybody into it, and that was really cool to see. It was to his first uh, play in the NFL, no? Yeah, he was two for two under center. Yeah. First down. I was so happy to see him. He looked smooth. I was so happy to see him. I was surprised he let him throw. That was a, a moment in Miami Dolphins history, I think, that was made. That was pretty yesterday. cool. I Listen, for me, per I always attribute something personally, right? And to me, what was most fun was... Flying back on uh, January 10th or 11th, some Friday night, into Miami International Airport, knowing that nobody was picking me up, my car was sitting there, and I was just going to have to go pick it up and pay about 50 bucks for parking or whatever it was I had to pay, or 60 bucks for parking, and, and grab my car and go. No, actually, hogwash. I lie to you. My car was not there. I was picked up outside. Nobody came inside to meet me. Had someone come inside to meet me, Frank, this would have never happened. Yes, they came and scooped me up. That's exactly what I did. I apologize. My memory's getting bad. Because Anthony was in the car that day, too. And as I go get my bags, and I look and I see, I see this Hawaiian-looking guy. And then I see some big dude with a sign. You know when a limo's waiting for you? And it said, T, and then it had a whole lot of letters. <laughs> and says, I can't see so good. All I know is I saw T. Then another T and a whole lot of letters. And I was like, oh, this got to be Tua. And I look, and then I see the Hawaiian dude. I'm like, oh, my God. I look around. It's probably midnight, 1230. 30 people, 40 people. Not one even has an inkling who this guy is. Nobody. I look around. I go, this can't be serious. Like, I wasn't going to approach him because I figured five people are approaching him. I go, this cannot be real. I look. I, I, I'm playing coy. I see my bag, but I'm taking the time to see what he's doing. And he's waiting for a bag. And he's got a very pretty blonde with him. And I say, the hell with it. And I grab my bag. And I go over and I go, to, uh, think we could take a picture together. He's like, absolutely. And let's go take a picture with him. And I tell him, listen, you're going to be playing football on Sundays in this city. I go, and you're going to see my face more than once because I'm in the media. I go, I'm not going to say anything. I go, this is our little secret. I go, but... Like, I'm a big fan of yours. Forget about media. I'm a huge fan of yours. And I want to see you wearing that aqua and orange. And I'm telling you, you're going to wear that aqua and orange, baby. And you have a big smile from ear to ear. Three weeks later, what happens, Frank? You're with me? We see him in Radio Row. Right. Dude, would you say he recognized me? Like, everybody tried to play defense against us. Yeah, he's ha he had a look like I've seen you before. Like, he, he had better blockers than he did in Alabama that day. Yeah. Right. He did. He did. No one could get to him. And, and then somehow he saw me recognize him and said, yeah, yeah. And he, well, 
got the hug from him. And at that point, I didn't want any more pictures. It was just cool talking to the guy. And I told him again. I said, you go play football here. Remember I told you that? I mean it. It was cool yesterday to see him throw. I mean, we I know we drafted him. I like there's no surprise that it's not we got two. Like obviously we've known for a long time. Seeing him take a snap, seeing him throw the football in that uniform, I'm sorry. That that felt really, really good. What's up everyone? This is Tua Tungo Bailoa, and you're listening to Slam Radio. That was cool too when he did that. God, he was such a nice guy, but just the people around him were so mean. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I tried to get a liner from him like four times and they were like, no, we have to go. We have to go. So um so we're we're anxiously awaiting the the, the Tuesday segment for Tua with with our uh with our chronic O. Mm-hmm. Mm. And we have a little surprise for him. Do we? Yeah, we do. All right. You know, we you have a surprise for him. Do Mr. I? Oh by the way. Yes. Uh, Mr. By the way himself. Do I? So whatever, he happened to walk in the house right after Tua did this. And he starts talking all this nonsense. And I had to kind of put him in his place a little bit. You know? Like Anthony said, how many snaps did Tom Brady take in his first season? Mm-hmm. How many passes did he throw in his first season? He asked him, I forget what it was. Zero. Well, zero. Mm-hmm. The same amount that I did, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yet! Two was thrown too, so like he threw that in his face a little bit. Um, then he starts talking about oh, you can't compare to Brady. Brady's got six rings. I go, you're right. I go, but at some point Brady had zero rings, right? I go, I'm not comparing him. I'm just simply telling. I go, what's your hang up with this guy? I go, what's your problem? Well, that everybody that we drafted, we drafted a project. The Burrow and all these guys are, are 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 functional quarterbacks in the NFL. I said, what does that tell you? It tells you that our quarterback's pretty good. Those guys are playing through necessity. He goes, the Bengals, they cut Andy Dalton. I go, yeah, because he sucked. <laughs> I go, I wouldn't pick up Andy Dalton to replace him for Fitzpatrick. I we'll go, see how he plays tonight for the Cowboys. I go, Fitzpatrick's much better. Dalton. I go, and why do you think Herbert's playing? Because Tyrod had a medical issue. Yeah, so it's all spawned through necessity. Right. The Dolphins don't have the necessity. You're going to give up on a potential top-notch quarterback we don't know odds are against this guy he's lefty of course there's some things about his game that i'm even wondering if they're good but i you can't help but root for the guy he comes across as very likable also yesterday when all the fans and everybody left the stadium he walked out sat on the on the spot where the ball spotted the first snap that he took sat on the field full uniform facetimed his parents because his parents weren't able to make the game obviously he wasn't expecting to play um neither were they so they didn't go to the game and uh he sat there and he just soaked in the moment which was pretty cool it was also the same 15-yard line where he where he got injured. That's snap. what I thought. That's the first thing I thought when he was sitting there. And yep. look, look at me. I'm a dork. Look at how I get. I, there's something about that dude, bro, that it just, like, oh, man, I like rooting for guys that I like. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, I always said it about Tebow, right? I'm like, man, his only, his only flaw was that he was a gator. Everything else about that guy was just absolutely spectacular to me. Like, he could just do no, I don't care. You throw any statistic at me. There's some things that go beyond that. And to me, Tim Tebow as a football player, make fun of it all you want, went beyond that. Because he, you're right, he was a terrible quarterback. You want a playoff game. There's guys that are really good quarterbacks that have a hard time doing that. I don't know. 
I'm a sucker for that stuff. But you work your ass off and you find success on that path to working your ass off, you got me hook, line, and sinker, bro. And it wasn't a year ago that this man busted his hip in a way where they said he might not play again. And 11 months later, he's in the NFL throwing a pass. I'm sorry. Call me a sucker for a sappy story. And then the guy goes and sits on the 15-yard line and FaceTimes his parents. So we all do it in fun. But I had to question Octavio yesterday because I said to him, I said, well, what's your problem with this guy? You can't find them any more likable. Like, you, listen, nine out of ten times, athletes are assholes. Bro. There, I said it. I got it out of the way. Nine out of ten times, they're jerks. Listen, you can be friends. I'm not going to be specific. You can be friends with some of these guys. And from one day to the next, it's just not in their convenience room, and they don't pay you much mind. I'll tell you offline. There's two people in particular that piss me off, but I can't say. I will never say a word publicly, no matter how angry I get. Because it is what it is. I'll sound like a jilted lover, but it's dumb crap. People have egos, these athletes. You know, and sometimes they're difficult to cater to, to be quite honest with you. So the ones that are humble and approachable, when you go to a Michael Irvin after not seeing him for a decade and go, bro, do you remember me? I worked at 790 The Ticket. And he was in a mob of people. Of course, I remember you. That was kind of cool. People you don't think that, like, that's cool. That's someone not big leaguing you. And I, you know, I could sit here for 20 minutes and tell you stories about Michael Irvin from when he played at UM and my connections to him along his life to one day I on the Grove, he was drunk leaning on a freaking post. And that one he doesn't remember. And I remember going home with my boys that night, like on a typical weekend night from the Grove. I had been a Baja, miserable, sick to my stomach because I had just seen somebody that I adored and, and, and worshipped as an athlete on the field. A wreck and a mess. They are generally jerks. So you get a guy like Tua, what the hell's do they not like? What is there not to like? Just saying, man. And then Fitzpatrick are probably the most likable duo in the NFL. Well, yesterday, Fitzpatrick became my favorite quarterback in the NFL. Yesterday. Because I'm always looking for someone outside of the 305 just because I'm... Just yesterday? Yeah, believe it or not. No, I'm being candid with you. I'm being candid with you. Yesterday. I've always liked Fitzpatrick when he was in Tampa Bay. I have the love affair with Brady, but that's a contrived and a funny one. It comes from a place of, of, of humor because we all know I didn't like him for a while. You know, and I've had my, my little uh, trysts with Breeze and Rodgers and a lot of the quarterbacks in the league. But... Maybe, maybe Fitz is my flavor of the week, but that guy right now is my favorite quarterback in the NFL. Well, I mean, he's always come across super likable. He's that, he's that blue-collar, poor man's quarterback. Like, he's the, he's the one that's always grinded, and he's grinded through, what, like eight teams in the NFL just to try to just keep on going with his career, and you have to kind of applaud that. Isn't it ironic that— The Todd Zeal of the NFL. Tua's first play, Frank, was similar to the last play at Alabama where he got injured, the rolling out. That's where he got crushed. Mm-hmm. I thought that it was interesting to see how he backed up and just threw the ball. I'm not commenting on chicken. I'm just saying it's funny how your mind works with you. Have you think about the play he gets hurt on 
in Alabama. It's rolling to the left. Right. Throwing a football. And he gets whacked. He didn't get to whack him because he's more like backing up instead of trying to advance the ball. Difference between the college game and the pro game. Well, that was the second play. His first throwing play. His first throwing play, exactly. Because the first play he did. With a handoff. Very good, very good, very good. Um, how likable is a guy who has a near career-ending injury and is playing the ukulele in a hospital bed? I don't know, man. They don't make them like that anymore is my point. They don't build them like that anymore. Those are hybrids. Those are, those are unicorns, guys. I brought this up the other day. Am I too nostalgic when I say, look at Joe DiMaggio? Look at Mickey Mantle. I'm sorry that they're Yankees. Look at Roger Staubach, for crying out loud. You want to talk about gentlemen in sports. There's a long list of these people from the past. And then you come to today's game, and what do you got? You got Mike Trout. Where are the other gentlemen? Where? Where are they? I'm not talking about baseball sports. Where are they? Who? Just give me a few names. I'm not going to say no. I just have a hard time finding them. I can go back to the 60s and I can name 25 in a minute. But I can't find three right now in a conversation. Right now, right now. Who? I can't think of anybody. Humble, of gentlemanly, like Mike Trout. There's your now example. Mm -hmm. Who's like Mike Trout in sports now? I'll hang up and listen. In sports in general or baseball only? I just said sports. Nobody, right? Nobody could come with an answer because I got, I got all. I know the other ones feel alienated. It's the first half hour. We'll get to business. There's nobody in sports nowadays that does that. The likability factor. I think Fitzpatrick fits that really well, like we were discussing. It's cool to me that he's got the highest wonderlick test in the NFL. Who, Tua? No, Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. Oh. Yeah. Well, Fitzpatrick Harvard, went to Harvard, Harvard, right? Kind of a Harvard, Harvard graduate. I mean, yeah, Harvard on. graduate, highest wonderlick score in the NFL. It's beautiful. I also think Nick Foles kind of fits that demo. I mean, he's a very likable person. He's very sportsmanlike. I think Nick Foles is a gentleman today's game. I'll accept I would say it, Andrew but he, Luck. But Andrew Luck doesn't play football anymore, remember? I know. that. That's kind of why I stood away from that one. Here's my thought to you, Mario. Sure, I'll accept that. Here's my accept, though. What is it? Nick Foles is a Super Bowl champion. Nick Foles is a guy that, for whatever it's worth, has had to be a journeyman despite of his success. So he might be likable, but he kind of falls under the Fitzpatrick, right? In that likability area. Like, like I don't necessarily have a problem Maybe. with that, but Fitzpatrick's coming to his own now, but Fitz really was a journeyman his whole life. Bouncing from team to team, not really ever made a little splash with the Bills and made a little splash. The Jets. The Jets, right? He did well with the Jets. The Bucks too. I'll put him in there. I'll put Fitz in there. But, like, who is, like, who? And then you're talking about Fitz. Fitz is a guy that, like, you know, he's a Miami guy right now. 
I'm talking on the big stage, all the superstars. Like, what do you think I did when the TV showed Acuna pouting in the dugout after they lost? You laughed? <laughs> Let's just say I had a few choice words that I know he couldn't hear because when you scream into the TV, they don't hear it. I've already learned that. So you know how I tell you that my wife gives nicknames to everybody? Yeah. Acuna got one. What's his nickname? She goes, oh, mira, it's El Papi. Not Big Poppy, El Poppy. Why El Poppy? Because he plays with like 18 chains. Well, he only had one on yesterday. I thought of that. Who do I look? It's El Poppy. He, um, I got nothing against him. It, I just take more of a position of, you know what? It's weird when they over-celebrate and then they lose. So yesterday I had two beautiful moments of seeing Altuve. <laughs> right? Over the weekend, because I guess it was separate. It was Saturday. Right. And then the next day, seeing Acuna. <laughs> losing sucks, bro. I don't ever celebrate someone losing like that. But one guy cheated to win, right? And the other guy hasn't figured out he ain't won crap yet. I almost said it. Sorry. Is it just me, or was I kind of... A little rooting for the Astros just so the Dodgers can destroy them in the World you see, Series. You see the mindset? It was like a win-win to root for them in game set, in that series. Frank doesn't understand. I was like, listen, dude, I was a jinx this offseason. Like, during these playoffs, if I took to a team in a playoff series, chances were they would lose. Listen, I totally understand, but you guys did not want the Astros into the World Series before that chance, and then all of a sudden they win, and now you guys are like, and then they can rub it in your face. See, we told you we didn't need to cheat. There was no cheating. We win because we're good. And then there was nothing anybody can say. All the cheating conversation had to go out the window because they proved to everybody that they did it the legit way. So you were worried that, that it, yeah, I understand. I didn't want, I wanted sure, the Astros to win. I wanted the Astros to win because I wanted to be right. Remember, I said it in March. They're going to win the World Series. Watch out because this team is going to be very dangerous. And you laughed at me all season. Hey, look, they're sub-500. They're sub-500. I get it. But look at them damage. Look at the noise they made in the playoffs. Yeah, they snuck in. They snuck It doesn't in. matter, man. How many wild card teams sneak in and then win the entire thing? So if they, they got play, hot at the right time. If they play 500 ball next season, they're not going to the playoffs. No, they won't. That's a beautiful thing. But they got hot at the right time. So beautiful. I love it. Remember, too, it was a short season. There's a lot of teams that maybe wouldn't have gotten hot until the second half of the season. That's how Washington got in last year. So the 60-game thing kind of eliminated all that parity of it. So this was that season that they were able to sneak in and win it. You don't know how it would have been if it was a full 162-game season. So before we get to matters that are not sports, let's finish with the ones that are sports and football games around this wonderful country on Sunday, October 18th. The National Football League. Week six. Action around the NFL. Titans go to overtime. They beat the Texans 42 to 36. Ryan Tannehill looking like Patrick Mahomes. 364 and four touches. Do you know that statistically they're the same quarterback over the last year plus? That's scary. Great job, Dolphin fans. Yeah. The highlight of all of this is the Texans are now 1-5 as Dolphin fans root for the Texans to play miserably 
and snatch up their first round pick by virtue of trade for the Jeremy Tunsil and I don't know who else madness. Kenny Stills. Laramie Tunsil. I call them Jeremy. Who cares? He does nasty things from, well, I'm not supposed to say that. I have to behave. Pivot! I know. But pivot! Yeah, I'm, ask, I'm being asked to pivot instead of go the Cypress Hill route. <laughs> Hatch from the ball! Yeah, whatever. I had to sit. I had to get it out of the way. It was in my system. I don't think I was going to rest uneasy all day if I didn't do it. Oh, and by the way, Tennessee Titans, fire it all! <laughs> Hi, Andy. I know you hate it. Yeah, I got your bye weeks right here. <laughs> Didn't work out for them. Looks like this was more Brady. But hold on. This looks like it's more Brady and less Belichick. We'll get to that a little later in the program. Colts over the Bengals, 31-27. Where's Octavio when I need him? There's your Joe Burrow right there. You know what Joe Burrow is? He's 1-4 along with the Bengals. Poor guy. Can't expect much from him when he goes up against the Phillip Rivers. It sh sh shoots from the hip, 371 and three touches. Colts. The Eagles. Oh, I didn't see the tie. Old men don't see small numbers. Ties, small <laughs> numbers. Colts four and two. They're doing good. Another action around the National Football League. A pair of mishaps took to the gridiron. The Falcons and the Vikings went to battle. Matt Ryan throws 371, four touchdowns. Tens across the board in each of the four quarters. Falcons 40, Vikings 23. Both teams now 1 and 5. In other words, they suck. <laughs> Broncos over the Patriots 18-12. Some dude that uh, went 10 of 24 and threw two picks won the football game. <laughs> I can't make that up, ladies and gentlemen. Drew Locke goes 10 of 24, 189 yards, two interceptions. That's the winning quarterback. Patriots seem to be missing Tom Brady as they are now two and three along with the Denver Broncos. <laughs> the Broncos won that game because of their kicker. Please remember that. The Broncos won that game because the Patriots suck. There, I said it. In National Football League action continuing in the NFC least. Giants going into the game 0-5 squeak out a victory against the Washington football team. Both teams now one and five. Did the Giants, <laughs> by virtue of winning their first of six games, did they jump at the first place here? Like, they're in it now. No. Like, they're in the thick of it no. right now. Absolutely. I'll continue. They're in the thick. They're in the thick. Raven, <laughs> Ray, Ravens over the Eagles. <laughs> the Ravens almost blew a 24-point lead. I don't want to hear it. Uh, this is not your turn to talk, sir. The youth is on no. from two to three today. Seoul. Ravens 30, Eagles 28. Ravens now 5-1. Your Eagles now 1-4-1. That makes them better than the Giants and the, and the Redskins. Oh, did I say it? <gasps> no, no. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Pivot. Bags, wrap it up. Go to break. Can I tell you something? 
Can I tell you something? Pivot! As long as it's not the R word, go ahead. You can't spend 40 years. Terry Bradshaw did it again last week, or this week, I think. You can't spend 40 years saying a name of a team, which, by the way, was one of my two favorite teams growing up, along with the Dolphins. I gave away my Riggins jersey because I didn't like the connotation of that word. But you can't help it. You say that it's not. We'll get used to saying it. Speaking of jerseys, I, does that mean that I can't wear my Sean Taylor Washington jersey anymore? I would. No, I, I wouldn't wear it. It I, says it across the chest, though. It says the R word across the chest. What I, can I be honest? I would put that in some sort of what do they call that box? Shadow box? I got a box. Yeah, that's what I would do. So there. Don't don't freak out, guys. But yes, the Eagles scored 22 fourth-quarter quarter points. Carson Wentz, not the answer. Boy, do you guys miss Nick Foles. Or just MVP form Carson. One, four, and yeah! one are the Eagles. Steelers and Browns go for an old-school AFC. There used to be what, AFC Central matchup? Was that what it was back then? I believe so, yeah. Was there any helmet hitting this time? I don't know, but I, I know that they rock and roll. James Conner rushed for 101 yards, including a touchdown. This was all about that Steelers defense. Browns fall to 4-2. and two. They lose to the Steelers 38-7. to seven. Boy, oh boy, Pittsburgh's football team looking fantastic. Pittsburgh Steelers! 5-0! and oh! <laughs> <laughs> As we mentioned earlier in the program, Bears over the Panthers, 23-16. to 16, Teddy, Yeah! Despite Teddy Bridgewater going for 2-16. He threw two picks. Why are the Bears 5-1? and Because the Bears are a good football team, and they have an amazing defense. Woo! Quick, remi- quick, reminder, right. quick reminder to those contributors, Eagles now 1-4-1. <laughs> in other NFL action. <laughs> 28 point comeback. Lions move to two and three. <laughs> they defeat the Jaguars 34 to 16. Jaguars now one and five on the season. Also mentioned earlier in the program, the Miami Dolphins shut out the New York Jets, which tells me that it shouldn't be long before we get the news that uh, the team he used to coach got his ass fired. Adam Gase on the chopping block. Now they're 0 and 6 on the season. Fun fact by uh, for Adam Gase, he has 33 double-digit losses and 30 wins. Oof, in his- that's in- tough. Dolphins now 3 and 3 on the season. There was some battling in Tampa Bay. 38 unanswered by the Buccaneers. Brady had some pedestrian numbers. That team's good, though including uh, when you got a running back named Ronald Jones who goes for 113 yards and two touches. Bucks move to 4-2, and two, undefeated at home. They beat the Packers 38-10. to 10. Ouch. By the way, Gronkowski with a touchdown. Our boy Gronk yes, sir. with a touchdown on that one. One-handed, by the way. Is there any other way? In evening football from the West Coast, Niners over the Rams, 24-16. to 16. Garoppolo goes for three touchdowns. You see, Anthony? 23 of 33, 268, three touchdowns. He doesn't suck. Rams now four and two on the season. Those are your scores around the NFL. By the way, uh, Chiefs and Bills go at it tonight, as do your Cardinals and Cowboys. Who Cowboys at two and three, even if they lose, will remain in first place in the NFC least. And I got to tell you, they're going to lose tonight. They, yes, they will lose tonight. The Cardinals not 
not bad. Bro, they're led by Andy Dalton. Say less. They're going to lose. Kyler Murray's playing good. Uh, believe it or not, the Chiefs should give the Bills their second loss, much to the chagrin of our friend Eric Velt. I feel bad for him. Just well, I mean, we underestimated them last week when the Raiders went in there and they actually beat them. So I would not be surprised to see the Bills win tonight. So we don't talk politics on this show, but did anyone see in Miami-Dade County the, the Trump car caravan that was... Where the hell was that? Here comes Yendi answering now. It was close to Tropical Park, okay. uh, uh -huh. Miami, the heart of Miami. Was it impromptu or was it planned? It was planned. Mm. It was quietly planned, though, I guess, because it was. I, I would have seen something. No, I mean, if you follow all the, the social media political profiles that so many people have made up in the last couple of years you'll see you know each organization each little club in miami kind of galvanizes on social media and organizes all these wonderful things so did i you know did, our freedom of expression did i tell you why 22 days from today is going to be so awesome because we will never hear about an election. Hear another election for at least a few years for at least a few years. Oh, my God. Yeah. I can go back to caring about something that's not that important. Sport, yes. Sports. I can go back to making fun of Cardi B. But why even waste airtime on that? Well, because I don't want to well, talk, no, I don't well, talk politics. Remember, sir, it's 2020. You can't really be doing that. Well, but this is a satirical, varietal, fun-loving type of show that we poke no, on and everything. You're going to get canceled if you do that. Well, same I, way you say I don't that think way. I'm going to get canceled because the first person I make fun of is me. It's the same way you say the R word. Make fun of me. Remember, people get offended very easily these days. By you know? anything, yes. I don't know about that. You think? You think that people are really ultra uber sensitive about stuff? Yes, the internet is the Weenie Hut Juniors of the modern world. You know, I want to. Like hear, you can't say anything. Go. I want to hear from me. I want to hear from my 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 surrogate daughter Idani on this. Good morning, Mama. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? Good. I love that voice. It's always full of sunshine and 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 positivity. Yeah, buddy. Are we uber sensitive, or is it? Be I think the we're, this is a product, guys, of us becoming a society that's more, or attempting to be more understanding of many things we would never were before. And with yeah, that, I think we're just trying to be more understanding, and a lot of people who aren't as open-minded think that. Some people are being really sensitive or easily offended. Um, I think it's just that jokes for some people don't seem like jokes for other people. So that's where people get offended because everyone's different, everyone's unique, everyone has their own way of interpreting things. And that's a lot of times where conflict and misunderstanding comes from. So I don't think it's that we're overly sensitive even though it does seem that way from an outsider point of view. But for example, I try to be really understanding. So I always try to make sure that someone's comfortable, X, Y, Z. And who knows, maybe we are being overly sensitive. Maybe I'm just being too soft on people, but I feel that's the best way because I feel like someone should feel comfortable. And so, yeah. So I'm gonna speak very candidly for a minute. Something that probably you guys would not say on the air. Maybe I can say it on the air, right? And it's in the note. It's in an attempt of taking this moment and making it a teaching moment, right? We, I lived, you guys didn't, but I lived in a society where if you were homosexual, you couldn't tell anybody. You couldn't tell your own parents because they'd ostracize you. 
You couldn't tell your friends because they'd look at you differently. It was your secret. And you lived it. Now, there were some flamboyant people who lived that way. My mom was a hairdresser, so I got to see a lot of things in my life. And friends of our family were, were a triumvirate of people who, you know, one was, in my best attempt to describe what I saw as a child, was probably what today we would say, L, L, B, G, you know, like, give me the acronym because I always get it wrong. Help me, Dania. L. It's L G B T. That's how little I talk about this because I'm afraid. LGBTQ plus. Plus. That's what this woman, I'm going to ca characterize this person. I know it was a man by birth, but represented herself as a woman, acted like a woman. And I was seven or eight years old. And without judgment, I knew exactly what was going on and who they were. Um, and they were friends of my family. And I didn't, it didn't bother me one bit. Like I, I'm not making myself better than anyone because on the contrary, I think that I carry a great deal of ignorance and I'm a perfect example of where things go wrong. The difference is I'm the kind of guy that I'm willing to be completely open-minded about anything. Not for a personal choice, but because I feel like being American, that's my responsibility. But a lot of guys my age are not open-minded like that. Like they're very one-track minded. They think one thing. They may, you know, I'm not trying to categorize anyone, but may have been in that caravan yesterday by Tropical Park supporting Trump. And that's fine. But I just happen to do things a little bit differently. And one of, one of those things is that I'm very open-minded to each their own. And everyone deserves to be happy and live in their own paradise, whether it's a panacea in their mind or it's the paradise of their life. And then you got to celebrate them for enjoying it that way. Nothing wrong with any of that. So when people are touchy, I do wonder because I remember most people that are touchy didn't live during that time that I did. And I, and I know how we lived in a society that was scarred because you had people making jokes about homosexuals like it was cool to make those jokes. And we lived in a society that didn't realize we were being insensitive to a group of individuals that couldn't even talk about how they were feeling. I want you to think about that for a second. If you got a headache, you go, Mom, I got a headache. And they come in, they give you two aspirin, or they give you two Tylenol or whatever, and hopefully the headache goes away. Mama, I have a sore throat. Right? You feel it's cause effect. Mom, I'm gay, doesn't work. It wouldn't work, not in the 60s and the 70s, and there was a huge movement so that in 2020, those words being uttered by a gay man or a gay woman aren't as reprehensible as they once were. So when we talk about a society that's not understanding, that's racist, that's one-track-minded, I, I warn everybody who says that to be careful because even in the greatest of societies, those shifts... Those social shifts take generations. Guys, we've come a million miles. And I'm not telling you we've reached any sort of promised land. But the touchiness may come with the territory, but I would venture to say if you've lived, if you've walked in my shoes and seen what I've seen, you would figure out that it's not exactly how a lot of young individuals how a lot of generations years are making it out to be. We need changes. We need a shift. We need to continue making that shift happen. It's regrettable that I can't even say the acronym because I'm scared to say it. I'm scared of saying it wrong. I mispronounce people's names and I'll do that 10 times before I get it right. And yet I won't say that acronym because I think if I say it wrong once, everybody's going to think I'm a jerk. That's a tough place to be. That's a sensitive society. Get over it. I'm trying here. 
And a lot of people are trying. Don't move a mountain in one day. It takes a little time. And when you see a jackass who's being a jackass about it, then you know what they are. You smoke them out of their coves, you know who they are. Same holds true with racism, whether it's towards Hispanics or blacks. All this stuff exists. We know it. Smoke them out of their caves. We know who they are, and, and, and we, we are better for it. But if for some reason you're part of a society where, where, where you want to be who you want, they're telling you it's a free society, and then when you want to be free to express who you are, you're going to get chastised, lambasted, and made fun of. Well, there ain't nothing free about that. Says this Republican, by the way. Because I will clear that up. I like throwing that in there from time to time. You're never going to find two more open-minded Republicans than myself and someone else I know in the zoo. Open-minded where I see things in a much different light and the assumptions of what people like me are, are wrong. So we don't, we want to be uber sensitive and we want to be uh, particular about how things are said. When I said the Washington football team's name, ah, everybody's up in arms, but it hasn't dawned on anyone that I'm offended by you guys for assuming that my moral fiber sucks enough to be part of a generalization, to be part of an assumption now, I'm not scolding the ones here, but I'm scolding a generation who does that. And that's where they become oversensitive. It's okay for us old farts to teach you guys a thing or two about life. But when it comes time to reciprocate that, don't be so angry about it. That's what I think the problem is. I don't think we're sensitive about stuff. I think we're looking for something to be sensitive about. Instead of taking a chill pill, taking a step back, Teach the world. Simple. You got you in check, now teach somebody else what's right. And if they don't agree with you, they don't agree with you. You can lead a horse to water, you can't make them drink it. But don't assume I'm something I'm not. I think I made my point, right, Frank? Here, here. I, I think so. So the society that's sensitive, they need to stop being sensitive. I'm going to keep making fun of all of them. They deserve it. I love that line in Full Metal Jacket. No, not Full Metal Jacket. I apologize. In Stripes with Bill Murray and the crazy lunatic recruit. Uh, he's in basic training. And he goes, and if you call me Francis, I'm going to kill you. And then Sergeant Hooker goes, lighten up, Francis. That's what the world needs to lighten up a little bit. Chill, bro. Relax. Where it came from, Deadpool got it from. Re-freaking-lax. You don't even know the world this was before you were a speck, a thought in the mind of your parents. You have no clue what this place was about. We're working on it, guys. We're working on it. Under construction. Just do me a favor. Please, 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 please. Don't assume. Back on the other side. Good morning, amigos. Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio.
Still here, Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, putting it down right now with the legendary, the one, the only, it's official, Slam Radio. If you think it's a game, play with it. Dolly. He's out of his freaking mind. He's nuts. Crazy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Back here on Good Morning Amigo. Do it unconventional style. Play a little bit of a song. Especially after a music set. That's my girl. I love Stevie Nicks. Yeah, jamming to that. That's my jam. Top five songs. Top five. I, uh... I don't know if I'm going to stay up every night to deal with a World Series that, um... Includes two Yankee rivals. So I, I don't know. Not 100% sure what's going to happen there. Frank, you going to be watching the World Series? Uh, yes, sir, I will. I'm interested. Who are you rooting for? I, just to just despise you, I think I'm going to root for the Rays. I'm going to keep it Florida. You're going to root for the Rays? Yeah, just despise you. Spies? Spite the Florida. Sorry, spite you. Spite, spite, spite. You're going for the Dodgers, I'm sure. Of course. And I kind of also, I kind of also want to see um, Dave Roberts fail. Why? What the hell is that all about? Eh, why not? Dra- add some drama. Put him why in the hot seat a little bit. I want to see him fail, though. I don't get that. Well, who did you say that you wanted to see manage the Dodgers? Alex Cora. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. I know it's not, but it'd be interesting. I think Girardi's a perfect spot, perfect man for that job. What's Girardi doing these days? Ah, chilling. He's still chilling. I think so. I don't think he's coaching right now. He's managing. I'm gonna check. I don't. Th- I didn't think so. Yeah, man. That you said him the other day. I was like, he's already got a gig. Maybe he doesn't, and I thought he did. Girardi has a gig, doesn't he? But I don't see him having a gig right now. And he doesn't have a gig. And Girardi's the guy, huh? I guess. I mean, Joe Torre did it right. Oh, never mind. He's a manager of the Phillies. Yeah. There you go. Told you we had a gig. How silly is Cody Bellinger for dislocating his shoulder on a home run celebration? It reminds me of, uh, who was it, Martin Gramatica? Is that who injured himself trying to celebrate after he hit a field goal? Yeah. Didn't Kirk Cousins headbutt a wall once when he played football for the Washington football team? That's crazy. Is that right? Yes. And Kirk Cousins is such a nice dude. You think the concussion may have affected something? Yeah, he got a concussion, rang his head in the wall after scoring a touchdown. That was not his brightest moment, to say the least. Wow. Yeah, not 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 a shining moment for him at all, to be honest with you. So, you know, I've been taking to heart all this sports isn't that important because we're in a time right now, it's three weeks before an election, 22 days before an election, and I have always opted to stay away from politics on this show. It's just a smarter move, if you ask me. But politics doesn't stay out of our life. 
So, I, like, I find it interesting, even though our students, I know they watch and consume stuff today that's different, including they skip through commercials somehow. I'm not sure how, other than DVRing something. See, raise your hand, and I gotta have everybody's camera on in order to do this. That's a subtle hint. Raise your hand if you're tired of seeing political commercials. I can't see the other hands because the uh, the camera's not on, Frank. Nasar got clever. Nasar has a little icon. His yeah, lighting that. is. I saw that, but. Yeah, clever. Good the, job. The beauty of this is I'm not supposed to be doing this on the air. Hey, We're doing a national radio show. They're supposed to already be on the camera. You see. All right. Fair enough. Uh, look, Alex. Hey, Frank. Hey, man. Let me ask you a question. Yes. We got to replay the plays. I, apparently, I got to teach a class. Yikes, for real? Yeah, I got to teach a class. Oof. Yeah, I'm going to go to break. We'll be back. Guys, get on camera. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. This is Jarvis Landry, and you're listening to Slam Radio. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Well, 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 well. I'm sorry. I got carried away. A few of them here. The rest of them are home doing it virtually which man I can't wait till that stuff's over so I'm, I'm officially saying it I'm so over this this is not you can't this is not how it's meant not, at least not this class this class is not meant to be taught through zoom I can do radio show on zoom I can't teach this class on zoom Just saying, it's 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 a little weird. And students are tired of Zoom too, by the way. They don't want to have any more of that crap. Tired of it. <clears throat> Completely have had it with the notion. So I was talking about earlier being sick and tired of the political scenario. And in 22 days, election day comes, everybody votes. The end. <clears throat> For now. <clears throat> I don't I don't care who wins I want it to be over Is that crazy? I want it to be over too Is that nuts? I'm tired of receiving all these political text messages Through a whole bunch of people I have no idea who they are Oh, I had the best one the other day I feel like responding to them No, I, I did We had a little interaction See, I have pictures of it And I was afraid of posting it Because just people are so darn sensitive, right? So I get a text the other day from one of these political things. First of all, have you youngins been getting those texts? Yeah, been you youngins have been. I have not, mister. Oh, my God. Hold on. I have. You have, huh? Yeah, I have not been. received a text from one of those persons. It's been. It's, I'm telling you, they've been tired. Like, there's a lot of advertising. The advertising's incessant, but the, I can't lie to you. They, they continue to send stuff. 
So I got one. Life is on the ballot this November. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris support abortion on demand up to the moment of birth, even in nine months, all at taxpayers' expenses. Biden and Harris are pro-abortion fanatics. Reply stop to opt out. Guess what I did? I replied stop to opt out. Here's the best one, right? Hi, this is Allison with Poder Latinx. Remember you were talking about Latinx, Frank? Yes. I got a text from Poder Latinx. Early voting in Miami-Dade County begins on October 19th. Do you plan to vote by mail, early vote, or on election day? My answer was a five-letter word. It's not really a word, although I, you might find it in the Urban Dictionary, but I certainly used it around the, around the, uh, the halls of Coral Park and throughout my life. It is a simple word spelled N-U-N-Y-A, pronounced Nunya. <laughs> Nunya business. So I said Nunya. So do you know what this auto bot sends me back? Oh, I can't wait. The response in Spanish. I guess they thought Nunya was a Spanish word. <laughs> Si piensa votar temprano, el voto anticipado empieza el, el octubre 19 en Miami-Dade. Puede encontrar la ubicación de las mesas de votación cerca de tus domicilios aquí. And it gives you a link to Poder Latinx. Si prefiere votar el día de la elección, it's giving me all the options in Spanish. I respond. You guys know me. Think the response was kind of poignant? Like to hear it? Here it goes. Here's what I write, Frank. Oh, I can't wait. I'll try this again. Dot, 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 dot. Then I go all caps. This is offensive to Generation Z. Or it's like screaming at them. Yeah. None of your freaking business. Stop texting me. <laughs> the response, a simple, I'll opt you out of future messages. <laughs> <laughs> that means there's actually somebody responding to this. I said, thank you, goodbye. I don't know if you saw a response, but it was on only in date. Somebody got one of these text messages, and then they wrote, um, candidates are temporary. Wu-Tang is forever. Oh, yes. Presidents are temporary. Wu-Tang is forever. So good is that sign that it's gone viral the last few days. Frank, I procured myself a Wu-Tang Clan shirt. I was going to surprise you one of these days and just show up and say it ain't nothing to bleep with. How have they become such a part of like? Because all these kids know who, like, of all the things hip hop did, and what's hip hop remembered for in the '90s is Wu Tang Clan. Because there's certain those there's certain groups that transcend generation to generation, and real hip hop heads know who Wu Tang Clan is. Well, well, hold on, we gotta get we gotta get this man. I was disrespectful. No, 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 you, you got to get him a mic somehow. Hold on, hold on. You can't talk without a mic. So time out. One of our producers is going to get you a mic so we can hear what you've got to say, Nick. Mm -hmm. Somebody's got something to say. Thank goodness for that, boy. Oh, today we got good dinner time conversation. You know, I, the other person and the other adult in my home is a teacher. And we compare. And sometimes I find that there's eerie similarities to teaching second graders that it is to teaching high school students. You would think not. But really, there is sometimes when you have to say something over and over again and they don't listen. It's great. Let's see if it works. Go for it. So, yep, it I, works. I find it very, very disrespectful that the whole social media community changes it from Wu Tang Wednesday to the Wu Wednesday. 
There's a guy called Pop Smoke. Oh, yes. Oh. Which I was going to actually say the real woo. Because I know Anthony on Woo Back Wednesday, he tries to get me to play the woo on every Wednesday. on the. I YouTube. know that my son doesn't do that. Please oh, tell what? me that my son, who was cultured in the fine arts of hip-hop in the 80s and 90s, is not referring anything having to do with the word woo as that. Yes, he is. Look, I'm he getting confirmation. Every Wednesday. You see? Double confirmation. Every Wednesday. I know you have that track loaded up. I know you have it. It's Woo Back Wednesday. Is this for the youth? Yeah, for the oh, youth. Oh, I'm going to make an executive producer decision. You know that, right? Well, th I already made it because I don't allow them to play any music because of editing oh. purposes. I don't allow them to play any music during the show. Not even for 25 seconds? <laughs> maybe. I mean, I do do the Paw Patrol, so I guess maybe I can make an exception. I would love to play Wu-Tang. On Wednesday? Oh, so I'll tell them that the Wu is loaded, and then I'll play something Wu-Tang. So don't say yeah, nothing to you. I won't say a word. Keep your mouth shut, We're guys. We're doing this on the air. That's on air right now. Look, there's a few of them. There's Idania, there's Alicia. Angel. We're done. Angel's here. Yeah, yo, I Angel por el cuello. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, you already grabbed him by the pescuez. So, um, I'm tired of the political ads. All these political ads do are go at people for stuff. And... Man, I know how you can finagle words and make something sound a certain way. So, there's a bunch of commercials about a, a lady named Debbie Mukarsel Powell and about how she has a relationship with some oligarch, Russian oligarch, who has paid her family $700,000. No, 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 no. I'm not defending the lady. I don't know the lady, and I don't care. This is not my problem because I didn't get seven hundred dollars in my bank account. That's not my problem. That's your problem. She was hired for a service which probably required a high ticket. And now the people who are opposing her politically are trying to shade, throw shade on the fact that this client may or may not be. I, I guess the moment you're Russian, you're shady. I, I don't know how that works anymore because I, I know Russians that aren't shady. So Russians aren't always shady. But the moment in the political spectrum you talk about a Russian, it's shady. This is one excuse. She's like a dark thing. But... But, but they want to find something to attack their opponent on. It's because they're influencing. They're like, uh, maybe they think they're influencing the wrong way. But aren't they influencing also weak-minded people? Because, like, I got to be honest with you, right? You, you all, for the terms and things that are important to you all as young adults, nobody's going to shift your mindset on anything. I have my camera off. This poor kids can't even see my ugly face. There. If you believe something, you're going to believe it. I might get you to think a different way. Someone might sway your opinion. But you guys are pretty convicted about the things that you believe in. Pretty much, yeah. If it's not like something you can prove to me, that you can change it, then I don't, I don't, I don't believe it. I just, I am, I am aghast at the, why is there a need to do all of that negative stuff? If chances are you're going to vote for who you're going to vote for. And I get we want to make sure we don't bring someone aboard that might be nefarious. But every damn campaign includes one of the two opponents, or both opponents, being accused of improprieties, shedding a negative light on our political system, one that people avoid using and talking about. We always avoid it. But it is the system that manages this country. So we shouldn't be afraid of it. We shouldn't. We, we should be able to talk about it without reproach. Instead, we're afraid. Instead, 
we walked cautiously as if we're walking on thin ice on a 34-degree day. For those of you who ever lived up north, you know what I'm talking about. Ice breaks at 32. So if you're on thin ice at 34 degrees, guess what happens? It's going to break and you're going to fall on the ground. It's pretty darn simple, man. It's real easy. You're going to make your decision, make your decision, and why would it need to be made on negativity? That's the part I don't understand. So if you go to your presidential race, you ask Trumpers, they tell you that Biden's too old and he's forgetful. Like if President Trump is a spring chicken, Two and a half years younger than this guy, or three and a half years younger than this guy, or something like that. You can check me out on my stats. I could be dead off, but they're both in their 70s, right? They should be. So you guys at 52 call me old fart. What does that make them? Boomers. Huh. They're boomers. They don't relate to anything, right? But they're the ones that are running. And if you ask Biden's camp, we all know what he says about Trump. And if you ask Trump, we all know what he says about Biden. We got it. Do you think anyone is still on the bubble trying to figure out who they're going to vote for? Kanye West. <laughs> I'm glad you were paying attention because it was well worth the whistle. Well worth the whistle. You didn't get to hear the whistle because I didn't have the microphone, uh, the volume on. But you, uh, but you got the whistle. You definitely, that was a great one-liner. He's like, I heard it in my head. I heard it in my head, he said. Of course you did. So many of you here do not have a vote. I would think, Diana, you might have a vote if you registered, which I think you might have. I do. Idania, are you there yet? No, you didn't get no, the, you didn't I squeak in. No, I registered to vote, but I don't vote until next year. Right. I think Alicia might squeak in, and I think Eileen might squeak in. Am I right, ladies? I'm not trying to make you out to be old girls or something like that. but um, I'm like Idania. Alicia, you're still not there? I'm like Idania. Okay, and Eileen? No, I vote next year. Well, I, my birthday is next year. There you go. I miss it by a few days because my birthday is November 14th. By just a little bit, you missed it. Yeah. So, but you would have to admit, right? Anyone who has a vote has pretty much made up their mind. I got to think they have. Yeah, I don't know anybody that's going to change their mind like right now. Unless like some dr drastic um, like little bit of information comes out to maybe sway you. So what's the difference between a presidential race and local politics? Local politics, do we not know those people even better than Biden and Trump? We don't know Biden and Trump. At this point, the Biden and Trump, they can launch insults to their blue in the face. We've established that pretty much everyone knows who they're going to vote for. I know I'm voting for. So we're good. Yeah, I'm good too. So I don't need to see another I've been commercial. Ready. I don't need to see another commercial. That's my point. Commercial, I don't need There's an inordinate amount of money spent on that. I don't need to see another commercial. I don't think anybody needs to. I think there should be some sort of rule that the last week or the last two weeks, the ads have to find a way to have no direct mudslinging. So in other words, it can only be a rah-rah session about you, you, the candidate. This is what Joe Biden plans on doing. This is what Joe Biden, vote for Joe Biden. This is what Donald Trump plans on doing. This is what he's done. Vote for Donald Trump. Now, Joe Biden's a piece of garbage and you shouldn't vote for him. There should be some... I mean, if you want to do that leading up to where we're at today, that's fine. But T-minus 15 days. Right now, we're T-minus 22 days. T-minus 15 days before an election.
God bless, there's got to be 1% of the, of the population that's going to vote that's not sure yet who they're going to vote for. It's got to be even less than that. You know who you're voting for already. So what's with all the negativity? Now, in local politics, there's so many people you can vote for, and sometimes you don't know who that person is. And so, local politics are probably more important than the general election, especially when it comes so, to topics that affect you. So if they're more important, why are they less versed? Why are they... Um, more ignorant. In fact, I'm just going to say it. Why do they sound so darn stupid like they don't know what's going on? If it's so important, shouldn't they know more? They really should, though. Shouldn't they know more? Why do, you said and, it, not me. But, but yes, some of them right. work, some of them who are running for these positions work in politics now here in South Florida and in other municipalities around the country. And if you hear them debate and you hear them speak, you're convinced that they're freaking clueless. You don't mean it in a bad way. It's a public servant job. I want to respect that person. But when you have a candidate talking about their concerns about people coming back from Cuba with COVID as a, an, a, a, as a topic, as an issue on your platform, you, you lose me. Even if you're running for a representative of, of, of a... a of 7,000 people in some sort of district in the middle of nowhere in Naranja or whatever. That's, that's incomprehensible and impardonable. Yet the person I'm talking about is running for a major position in South Florida. In fact, they don't get more major than this. And that's part of what you're arguing on your platform? like. So it mixed in the mudslinging is irrelevant stuff trying to kowtow to your constituents because you know the moment you say the word Cuba, you've caught their attention. This is bullcrap, bro. This is all part of a process that's not just skewed. It's a process that's flawed right now. And it's because we've allowed the mudslinging. We've allowed the lack of common respect. This is incredibly simple. Allow people to make a determination based on facts. And other than that, Unless they're in a debate where they can point these things out, like I, I don't know what I could never run a campaign where I'm gonna talk. I'm running against Yendi, right? Yendi and I. Yendi's Yendi's a Republican. I'm an independent, right? And we're running for the same seat in Congress or whatever. And she's got the backing of her party, and I'm just a guy that's a blue collar dude that works the streets, whatever. If she's got to talk crap about me to get elected. Because I know I'm not going to say anything bad about her. I'm going to say my opponent wants to try to do things like this. That's not the right way to handle it. You're going to want to try to do this instead, and here's why. Imagine having an intelligent conversation instead of saying, well, well, Yandy's ugly and her mom dresses her funny. Because that's about all they're doing. <laughs> Essentially, these real high-level intelligent Upper-level politicians that run the land of the free are so freaking idiotic and stupid that the only thing they can resort to is name-calling. When have you heard a stat in the last couple of months about demographics, about issues? When have you heard a real research stat from any of these people? Never. I'm rubber, you're a glue. What you say bounces off me and sticks to you. They might as well do that in a debate. And now we dumb down society. We teach them that dumb is good. And I will call it dumb because it's dumb. 
when we don't incorporate logic into our everyday thinking, it's dumb. And these politicians forgot what logic is. Finish him. So I've astonished my, my, my sidekicks with some of my... I've verbalized a couple of choices. I'm usually very quiet about it. You'll never know who I voted for president. You'll never in a million years know. So I will never divulge that. Maybe two years from now I will. I normally end up doing it, but at the time I don't. And based on how things are, whoever it is, I would get crap for it anyway, so it's better not knowing. No chance. Yeah, no chance, Box. That's right. No chance. But the only couple of people I've been very open about saying, hey, you know what, I'm impressed with this person, is because they've rolled up their sleeves, they work their ass off, they knock on doors, and they don't act like typical politicians. Now, if they win, maybe they end up being typical politicians. I don't know. But that's what, it's that, that's what we've come to. So you guys who don't have a vote yet are already tired of these ads. Do you think these ads would help you make a decision as to who you're voting for? Hell no. It makes you laugh at him. Frank, do, do the ads help you decide who you might vote for? Absolutely not. Makes me tune it out more. So, okay, I'm glad you said it. Because I tend to tune it out to the point where I end up going, who's this person? And who are they running against again? Because it's, it's almost as if the ones of impact are the ones that aren't doing it. And then when I see that stuff, that's I don't pay a lot of money. Boy, they go at that Mooker Cell Powell all the time. They, are, they do not relent on her, man. Well, there's, I said that's a different story for a different day. We don't talk about that, but... Yeah, we do. We talk about there's how There's a they, reason why she's there, being... Listen, none of that stuff's acceptable, period. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. It's, you can't stand on one side of the fence and say, well, because that person... No, we we're falling into the same crap. No, agreed, but a lot of people are not sitting there and listening or reading stories or, or understanding what these candidates are doing. They're just taking that first headline, which is what everybody does. They you just got, read that you, first headline. You got yourself a five-minute debate here. And our students have to get out of here, which is unfortunate, because I wanted them to see this. But So you may two have your Two minutes. Dos have a two minutos. Minutes. So she thing. stole 700000 So she took $700,000 from a Russian oligarch. I don't know if that's true or not. Well, what does it matter? Maybe he hired her for her services. Is she an attorney? Correct, but then okay. So then, what is the, what's the point of the office? Ad? There's a lot of things that you are held to a higher standard for. But what's the point of the ad then? Because it's so vague, you don't know what the damn seven hundred thousand dollars are for. So why included it in an ad if it's not muzzling? Because that is part of a tactic. That and has it's been a tactic that's dirty, that's ruining America. But it's ruining American politics. We're teaching our kids. Uh, our kids learn that that's how you communicate through acrimony and bitterness and vitriol. No, we have young operatives who are incredibly smart in all of these positions. I mean, ah. talk about blue collar, wonderful, uh, as salutatorians and valedictorians, young, ambitious people who are being instructed to mudsling. And, and that's the crazy part. These are people looking for jobs. It's gotta and stop. People it's that gotta can't stop. Give them jobs. It's gotta stop. That's why we're here three weeks before an election, not worrying about who's gonna go. We don't wanna hear about it. Gotta let these kids out. We'll be back on the other side. Good morning, amigos. Sirius XM 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I get it. Your desk has been there for you. Holding up your computer, your unused stapler, and that plant you forgot to water. 
Still here, Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide, put it down right now with the legendary, the one, the only, it's official, Slam Radio. If you think it's a game, play with it. Dolly. He's out of his freaking mind. He's nuts. Crazy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. All right, we're back here on Good Morning Amigo. It's good to hear K9. Does he have a new one? Did he drop a new Yeah, he did. I'm trying to get a hold of him. All right. I'll hit him more later. That's our local rap star from Slam Gone Good. Kevin. Canine. We're praying that he does good, man. Yeah. His music's out of sight. Frank, yesterday I celebrated an anniversary. What anniversary? What anniversary? I celebrated an anniversary, Frank. Which one? Talk to me. Which one? So, um, how do I put this? Something happened on October. Ooh. Something happened on October 18th <clears throat> that, um, that has lived with me forever, bro. Forever. So on October 11th, 1977, it was game one of the 1977 World Series, of which I attended. Game one extra innings. I think you've heard me say this story before. Paul Blair singles up the middle. Willie Randolph scores. <clears throat> Yanks win, I believe, 5-4 at the crack of midnight. I get home nearly 2 o'clock in the morning when all is said and done. My dad said never again on a school night. It was a Tuesday night. One week later... <clears throat> I'm not allowed to go to that game because my dad's going to go to the game. I remind you, our season tickets were behind home plate. And on that night, which was game six of the 1977 World Series, not only did the Yankees clinch the World Series, they did so in magnificent fashion by Reggie Jackson hitting three home runs in that game. I was not allowed to go to the game because it was a school night. Yeah, I remember this story. 43 years ago yesterday, and it's about 12 noon yesterday, and my phone rings, and it's my godfather. I'm like, this is too good to be true. My godfather can't possibly be calling me because he remembers that 43 years ago today, I got hosed. Or at least he was at that game. Frank, I kid you not, it was a coincidence that he called and didn't remember that it, that was the day of that game that he had attended. He remembered going to the game, obviously, but wasn't that big a deal. So I thought it was funny. He went, not that big a deal. I didn't go, big deal. Arg. I've had a few of those in my life. Oh. Nothing big games like that. World Series, Reggie Jackson, nothing like that. But I've had a couple of those in my life. I remember when I was a, when I was a kid, I would get into arguments with my mom all the time because she would just give out her Miami Heat tickets just to random strangers. And this is like Ronnie Cycli, Sherman Douglas days. It was not even like it was LeBron Wade days. 
And I used to get bothered by that. So I understand 100% how you feel. Now, especially if it's a big deal that it's been talked about for 40 years since, then yeah, it would upset me a little bit too. 43, but who's It's a tough pill to swallow. 43, but who's counting? I thought about it first thing yesterday. Oh, well. Maybe I should just forget about it. 43 years ago. It's incredible how time goes. It's fantastic stuff. Hey, man, so while we sit around and and and, and see games getting rescheduled and, and, and NFL teams worrying about this COVID, games get moved, shoved, nudged, et cetera, et cetera. My understanding is we have afternoon football today. Yeah, it starts at 5 o'clock, actually, so that's the Bills-Chiefs game, which is unbelievable. I love it because that means that by the time I get home, I can go ahead and jump on the Peloton, do whatever I got to do, and as I'm making dinner, I can go ahead and turn the game on. And then after that, we got another game with our normal, unscheduled Monday night football game. I don't get it. 5 o'clock kickoff, and there's two games today. Gotta love that. Gotta love that. All right, so that's good. Five o'clock, Bills, Chiefs. It's a good one, too. Yeah, both teams are four and one. So, it, I mean, yeah, no, three and one. Both teams are three and one, I believe. One. All right, I know they have a lost team. Four and one. So, four and one, it's gonna be a great game. I need the Chiefs to ball out, and I need um, Josh Allen to scrub out fantasy purposes. So, I'll have a lot of attention on that game. I'm also hoping that Andy Dalton lights up the uh, the Cardinals later today. Really? Really. Why is that? Because he got Zeke. So if Zeke does the business, then I get the business. So it has to be Dalton doing the business. So how did Joe Burrow work out for you? He did pretty good, actually. I, I, I second-guessed the whole Garoppolo thing, considering the fact of how bad he did against Miami last week. If I would have put him in, he would have well. only given me an extra six points. Looks like we have light again. We have power. So um, it, he only gave me an extra six points on what Burrow did, but Burrow got me 27. That was, it's a solid outing. 27, that's yeah. good. The rest of my team didn't wake up, though. They were all sleepy, sleepy. Did you lose? Uh, I'm on the verge of it. I still have a chance because of projected points. I'm supposed to lose by 10, so anything can happen. I'm in right, wow. uh, right within the spectrum of things. Considering you were just one week and a couple of points just shy of going perfect last year. Mm-hmm. This is kind of a big deal. You're about to lose in fact. Who are you losing to? Uh, one of, I think one of the middle of the pack I, teams, but I'm not concerned because if, even if I lose this week, I'll still I be in first place. Uh, I don't think so. But I'll still be in first place. So Aspect will be upset because he's going to think he's going to overrun me. But in fact, I'll still be on top of the points. Yeah, but you can't, you can't afford to lose this game. This is not good. It's only one. Right now, the, the, hey, listen, man, as long as I get in the playoffs, I don't care. The, the, the winning is just extra confidence for me i guess man, but oh man, how the mighty the have fallen 18 make the playoffs and the oh 18 right now only has fallen. three wins so they're they got a dallas cowboys situation there they're gonna make it to the playoffs with like five wins this season i feel Can like the cowboys imagine are. that nfc east that's why i thought it was cowboys very accurate when you called it earlier the nfc least least cowboys are two and three they go into the night's game against the cardinals the i think they lose to the cardinals and at two and four, they would be in first place no matter what. They are assured no matter what happens, they'll be in first place by the end, by day's end. Dear God, that's awful. 
So, yeah, man, the NFL dealing with the COVID as every sport has. Basketball did a great job with the bubble. Baseball started rough, finished strong. Now we're in a World Series, and as you can tell, people are, uh, it's working. But um, did you see, there were a few games over the weekend, college and pro, where it seemed like there were a lot of people in the stands. Did you see the end of the Florida State game? So I see that fifth-ranked UNC loses to Florida State. Mm -hmm. Florida State has a 28-3 lead at halftime, mm -hmm. am I correct? And they almost blow it. Sounds about right, yeah. Something like it. 24-0, and then it was like 31-7 at one point. And they almost blow it. And they almost blow it. And a third and nine and fourth and nine, the North Carolina receivers literally dropped wide open passes thrown. Correct. Correct. And that's how Florida State upset number five ranked UNC. So the reason why I brought it up, I don't know if you've realized with all the NFL stadiums around the country, they all have um, some sort of a tarp set within like the first 10 rows. So the literal first row is like row 11, row 12. The reason why they're doing that is because of the social distancing between the fans and the players. They don't want those two to interact because then that way, if a fan has it, he's giving it to the players, and that's the beginning of an outbreak. Correct. End of FSU game, players are jumping up on the walls where they've separated the fans. The fans are on top of them, patting their helmets, patting their pads, so they're not social distanced anymore. Now that player-fan border that they were bubble that they were trying to kind of respect so they can kind of like keep the two entities aside was just kind of just depleted and just kind of just just crossed over in FSU. I found that very, very, very odd, especially since the week before we saw the Texas A&M crowd kind of doing the hugging thing. And then it came out later on that Florida received all those COVID positives. And that's where Florida played. They played at, um, can't remember what they call it, but um, they played at Texas A&M. College Station, I think it's College called. College Station, it's called. Right. So that was a little alarming. That was a little concerning. Here's um. Here's one for you. How in the world, or what in the world are you going to do for the Super Bowl? What am I going to do for the Super Bowl, or what is what the is NFL, NFL going to do with the Super Bowl? Because that's a big corporate event. A lot of fans don't go to the Super Bowl. You got to go to the Super Bowl last year, but maybe even you got connected through a corporation. Correct. So that's a big-time corporate event. A lot of fans don't necessarily have access to that, so you're right. What is the NFL going to do? Because that's their big time, like, oh, yeah, mira, let's do this event. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Tampa's expecting the revenues of people going to that city to enjoy that. Right. And then you have all the events that get kind of um, jeopardized um, throughout the week because you have, <sighs> the, you have the Super Bowl committee doing all the events that happen in town. That's one of the great things about hosting one of these Super Bowls. You have all the events going on, and it's big-time parties, and, and they're going to suffer a lot. There's going to be a lot of lost revenue because there's going to be a lot of people that still are uncomfortable going out. Like, not everywhere is necessarily Miami. In Miami, you don't importa nadie. You go to any bar and the place is packed. Nobody's respecting that anymore. But there's different places. Places are different, you know. My grill gets a lot of action these days. That's man. right. I haven't gone to a restaurant in, what, like 10 months now? Maybe nine months, let's say. So I have one exception. I went to, for my birthday, I went to a cheesecake factory in Naples. Well, and we have two exceptions because we went out to dinner with DJ Laz. Oh, in the Keys. That's correct. So that's twice in eight months. 
I have two exceptions in eight months. Correct. One was DJ Laz, and I went to my guy because of a friend's birthday. And it was a 50th birthday. And I wasn't going to necessarily uh, scratch I, I that. I really haven't. For the guy that used to go out to eat three times a week, like, to go out twice or three times in eight months, it's, it's interesting, to say the least. But whatever, life has changed. We all are aware of that. But your sports are still there. But when you get to a big event, we saw what happened with the NBA Finals. Obviously, they were in a bubble. It was always preconceived. It was always predetermined. What are you going to do with the Super Bowl? That is such a huge deal. Haven't heard a word about it. Guys, it's late October. Like, I have to call Sirius this week to figure out what the hell's going on with Radio Row. Do you see they're having a Radio Row? No. It's, it would be hard to imagine them having anything in Radio Row related. Well, unless we have masks on. That's the only thing I could see. But even still, we're in a point where... You know, you have news entities still reporting rises in states, and I'm not saying they're not true. I'm just. I stopped looking at the numbers. I, I looked at it maybe watching. one time last week because my wife mentioned it, and I know the numbers were about the 3,000 mark for Florida. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know what to do with those numbers anymore. I really don't know what to do with those numbers. I, my, my sister contracted it last week. She's doing better now, but um, she contracted it last week, and it just kind of just seems to not go away. She even told me, she's like, oh, just please be careful for the second wave. Second wave? I thought we already had a second wave. This is a third wave. I, I, what's going on now? This is a third wave. This is a third wave. If the numbers spike up again, this would be the third wave. We got we got pretty we got off pretty good with the first wave. We didn't see too many numbers. Although the second wave was the one that really hit us hard. And we've been hovering around that 3,000 mark for Florida, at least. We've been hovering around that 3,000 mark now for a couple months. So when is it going to subside? And now everything is kind of just doing the opposite. All the faith faith is gone. All the restaurants are open to full capacity. That's one of the things she told me. Oh, my restaurant's at full capacity. I was like, Jesus. Like, I understand. Like, we got to keep on moving along. But now it's kind of like, all right, forget everything that's happened the last eight months. Let's just do whatever we want to do again. buddy of mine yesterday invited me to some place in Doral City Place. Um... Copper Blues or whatever it's called. And I started seeing his Instagram live, and I'm like, I'm not going anywhere near no there, chance. bro. You're out of your damn mind. No chance, brother. No chance. I got a 10-month-old at home I got to worry about. Happening. There was enough scare that my sister got the, 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 the COVID, and I had to worry about who she's seen within the last couple of days. And, and there, was a, there, was a, uh, there was a track there that she saw my brother on Saturday. I saw my brother on Sunday, and then all of a sudden she showed symptoms on Tuesday. So, yeah, I was freaking out a little bit. I'm clear. We're in the clear. We all got negatives, or they all got negatives. But still, you know, here's my thing. Man, in the beginning, I was the only one with the balls in the house to go out and get the stuff and go out shopping. And go out. I'm going to stay home now. Second and third wave, I really, other than coming here, stayed home. I don't go anywhere. I may... I may occasion a Walmart perhaps once a month. There is a weekly visit to the Winn-Dixie and the Publix. As with me. Wife even wanted to go to Georgia for vacation, and I X that one out. I was like, nope, we're going to do it next year. I'm not going to go on a family vacation and worry about having masks on. In all of our pictures, we have masks on. I'm not trying to remember 2020 that way. Nope. Thing is, 2021 is going to start the same damn way. What did she say? I know she said something funny. I'm not trying to remember 2020 at all, but she said it <laughs> under her breath, like murmuring it, so it made it even more funny. <laughs> oh, you're telling me. Single worst year. 
that I can remember in my existence of 50 plus. What's crazy is, man, that like, I don't know if you remember the New Year's parties, but this was like the big one. 2020, oh yeah, keep in it, 2020. This is gonna be the year that's gonna change for all of us. This is gonna be it. And then all of a sudden, little by little, we started hearing bad news. First it was Kobe, then it was this, then it was that. Before you know it, everything got shut down. Yeah, I think the Earth's axis shifted when Kobe died. Crazy, man. Crazy, crazy. What a nutsy year. And and I don't know what 2021 is going to bring. By the way, whatever you tell me for the for, uh, Super Bowl radio row, I'm not going to be upset about it. My expectations are so low right now with that. I have no idea what they plan on doing. Remember, low expectations, high rewards. So if you end up telling me that we are going to Super Bowl radio row, it's just going to be a huge shock for me. It's going to be it's going to be exciting. I'm not expecting it, man. How can you expect Text. it? Text. You know me, man. I'm I understand, right but now. how can you expect with everything that's been going along? How do you expect for the for the NFL to have a, com, a, um, a conference room set up with hundreds and thousands of people in there? Yeah, that's gonna be tough. That's a tough sell, man. And how do you how do you allow a certain amount, and how do you not allow a certain amount? And then and then and then you have celebrities and athletes walking through there, because that's the main point of it. It's it's a it's a it's a car wash for these people to kind of do their the whatever they're selling, whatever they're advertising, whatever they want to talk about. So how do you have that that access? How do you have that motion? On top of it all, we saw how much room, how big the convention center was, where we had it in our little room. Look how close those tables were to one another. They were close. They were pretty close. They were within four Nobody feet of each gonna other. Nobody's going to be doing that this year. Not going to be able to do that this year. So that's why my expectations are set low. Like, I don't see that happening. Is it potentially possible that they won't invite the little ones? It's potentially possible. And then the big stage ones they do invite? Which Could would be. mean we get to go? I, I hope so. From but your lips to God's ears. I wonder if they'll tell us they don't want the kids to go for life. Probably, but does that mean that you and I get to play? <laughs> You're reading my lips. Uh, yeah. And I'll go over there and do a show from there. They can produce it from here. We bring a substitute teacher and they can run the board. They run the station while we're over there doing Radio Row. We can we can position this any way we want. That's my goal if I can't take them. This isn't gonna work, but as this show moves on during this time, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to mic this one up because this one's comments, the drops that she makes are just ridiculous. Really? She's out of control. Here's the next one. I'm sorry, I'm gonna do it in your voice. Oh, y'all just trying to finna leave us here, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but one of those for sure. You get you, you get our students on the board. You you know you leave instructions. You zoom in. You have like class meeting. Okay, you go do all three. Ready, break. And we're over there doing our show. Perfect for football, huh? Because when we still have the major, like we have the huge interviews. That I'm I'm game for it. I'm completely game for it. But it's not. You know the point is to take the kids, not to take us. I wonder. So I, I, I threw out the, uh, the flare to see if I get a response to our contact at Sirius. I, I do hope for the best on that. Yeah. I was wondering that over the weekend. I said, oh, boy, is this going to be a true possibility for us or not? We shall see. Anyway, 5 o'clock kickoff, Chiefs Bills. You know what that means, Frank? Football. Well, that means I got to go home. I got work to do. I got some stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Working on my computers, but now all of a sudden I gotta I gotta throw some burgers on the grill. Yeah, baby. Like there's no avoiding it now. 
By the way, I found a new contraption at um at our at our favorite place, WF. I'm gonna call it WF since we can keep, we keep plugging them in every once in a while. Wild Fork. Yes, that's the spot. There you go, Miliano. Oh, they, what I they laugh at me. I tell them that I plug them on the show all the time. I said, listen, I don't think it's gonna get you any more business or anything. But side note, I just received another political text. Did you? That's nice. So anyway, the contraption I found. Uh, ready? At Wild Fork. At Wild Fork. A you're, contraption? I've never seen a contraption there. Listen to this. You're not going to kind of like it because you're not a they, fan of salmon. They have contraptions. Though. On a plank. Salmon on a plank. Oh, you know who I would buy that for, believe it or not? Your boy. Boy, let me tell you Your this. boy bro. loves salmon. It's a, fr- it's, a, it's, it's, it's a piece of wood. It's a piece of salmon on a piece of wood. Obviously, it's frozen. Everything there is, is fresh frozen. You know what I mean? So it's a piece of salmon on a piece of wood. You throw the entire piece of wood and the salmon and everything in the oven. And the, pe- and, the, and the flavor of the wood is supposed to mesh in with the salmon, and it's just supposed to be out of the world. I'm making it tonight. I'll let you know how it is. It's ridiculous. It looks awesome. That's interesting. That means you went to Wild Fork. I did. I went with my father-in-law yesterday. How did that work out? Great. He paid. That's always good. <laughs> That's always a wonderful thing. So when he's like, you want to go to Wild Fork? I'm like, absolutely. I already knew what time it was. My dummy. <laughs> Ain't no dummy. All right, let's go. You want to go to Publix too? Home Depot? Any other stops you want to make for me? <sighs> football at five, football at eight. Sounds amazing. It's just reminding me back when the, when the NBA playoffs started in the bubble that you walked home and at 12 o'clock you had a tip off. Wasn't that great? That was amazing, man. But I knew it wasn't going to last long. I love the baseball playoffs. Baseball playoffs were great, too. But we always get that kind of when it's every year with baseball. It doesn't matter where it is. You always have a 2, 3 o'clock start, especially in the division rounds. But the fact that the wild cards happened the way it did this year, we just had that much more baseball. Did you like the? Did you finally like the playoff format now that we're in the World Series? So they made the best of allowing too many teams in. Okay. They formatted it nicely. Mm-hmm. Um. Less days off, so you're able to get it within the time restraints that you have. In other words, we're not looking at November baseball here. And, and I like that. And considering you had an expanded playoff, uh, they did a good job. But I think it's too many teams. That's all. I just think it's too many teams. I would agree. I would eliminate two. You know, and then there's got to be a unique way to do it. So if you want to allow six in, and I did make the mistake. It's three divisions, right? Mm-hmm. You're making the mistake. So if you have three divisions, you're gonna let six in. The easiest way is, you know, there's your top two teams, mm-hmm. and then your division winners get some sort of buy, but you know, or one and two get a buy, and then three plays six, four plays five. But do you do the wild card though, just in case for whatever reason? Let's say the central is very weak and the east is very good. It's not fair for the third place team in the east to suffer. So however you come up with those three teams is fine. Whether you, tr- I mean, I I think I wouldn't be opposed to. Whether it's the three next best teams or whether it's the second place teams, I I, I get that because you could be in a division where you're under 500 in second place, you get to go, and someone better you doesn't get to go. I don't agree with that. But however you come to that determination, I think there's a division winner that has to play the first round, and the only way to allow that to happen is that buy. So one and two get a buy, three would play six, four would play five in a best of five series, and then whip back around. Another best of five, and then a best of seven to go to the World Series. A lot of baseball, that's how I would do it. That music tells me it's almost that time. 
It's a beloved one right now, right? And then at 12, we'll go with Eliminate Your Limits. Right, and then at 1 o'clock, we have Rundowns, and then at 2 o'clock, it's going to be The sh uh, the Youth is The live. Youth is back on live after a couple-week hiatus. Right. Hope it goes well, because we have it scheduled in a weird way. We Try on air, right? Yeah, we hope for the best. Well, hope's never a good strategy. We have some time to play with it. Figure it out like we always do, right? Sports, it's only going to be about the NFL now, man. That's it. And college football. That was the part that I didn't like, that all the sports were playing at the same time, because I knew that once it came to an end, they it's were all not going to be on. After four months of no sports, right. this is a crashing end. I mean, because usually you have basketball starting now. You have hockey starting now. So you know that you're losing baseball, and basketball, you just finished that offseason. You're going to have football on the weekends, and you have basketball, hockey during the week. Basketball starts Christmas? Is have they haven't even decided. I don't even know. I can't tell you. I don't have no clue. Remember, we still have to do a draft. A lot of trade rumors, too. This is going to get interesting. College football should be fun. The Big Ten starts this week. You think they're going to start seeping them in and injecting them into the rankings? I just hope all of a sudden one week goes by and they don't throw Ohio State at number two and everybody has to get bumped down and they just started playing. Oh, that's exactly the what only I thing I don't want to see. That's exactly what I think is going to happen. We had a lot of time to talk about this because now we're running out of time, right? I know my daughter's probably knocking on the door. Let's go, Manny. I got it. I got it. I got it. Man. Good show. Good Monday. I leave you in another Milian's hands. Honey, turn away. I'm going to take off my shirt. See ya. The views and opinions expressed on Good Morning Amigo are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.